This is Friend of the Family, created by C. Paris and is a strange and unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com. That's S T R A N G E N U N U S U A L.com. Thank you. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to today's episode of Friend of the Family. You may recall that during our last episode, young hunter Alice Belford faced off against a doppelganger, and, due to the carelessness of her hunting partner, the family vampire Asmodeus, had her leg broken in the process. Please, do not attempt to pin this one on me. She was clearly injured due to her ineffectiveness as the hunter. Our scene begins in Alice's bedroom, having been made up to aid her recovery. The teenager is attempting to read, but is being poked repeatedly by that blood-sucking cancer, Asmodeus. Alice, are you healed yet? Ow, no. Are you healed now? Uh, Stop poking me! No! What about now? No, goddammit! What the hell do you care anyway? I'm bored! Your being benched means that I can undergo no missions until you are healed. No missions means nothing to do. God, knowing you, you'll be out of commission for months. Yeah, you're the victim here. I really am. Well, gee, I'm so terribly sorry to inconvenience you. Apology not accepted. I know you were just being sarcastic. You think? Listen, it's not like I'm particularly happy about being stuck in bed either. I kind of am. Alice and Asmodeus turned to look at Wilhelmina Belford, who had, up to that point, been sitting quietly at the foot of Alice's bed. I mean, I'm sorry that you got hurt and everything and that you can't go hunting monsters with Mr. Asmodeus for a while, but you're hardly ever home anymore and I finally get to see you. I know, Mina, and I'm sorry. It's just that being the hunter means that I'm not going to be at home a lot. But tell you what, while I'm here, I promise we'll spend a whole lot of time together. Yay! We can play tea party, and go fish, and, and, and everything! Mina jumped into Alice's arms and gave her big sister a great big hug. As the sisters were in their warm embrace, the girl's great-uncle Lawrence entered the room. A look of anticipation and excitement spread upon his face. Ah, Alice, any chance you've recovered yet? Uncle Lawrence, not you two. No, my leg is broken. It takes a while. But you should recover soon, yes? No, it takes a while. What has you so fired up anyway? There have been some reports indicating possible activity from some minor fae. That should not be happening. It might have something to do with that fairy coming back. Entirely possible. But the important thing is that we catch this particular form of fae before it disappears back into the never-never. This kind? Is it a banshee? It's not a mogwai, is it? It's a leprechaun! Ah, of course. How silly of me. Leprechauns? I mean, they have a bad habit of tricking people, but it hardly seems like an emergency. My god... You're so thick it's a wonder that you have figured out how pants work. Tell me, Alice, what item is associated with leprechauns? Uh, four-leaf clovers, rainbows, pots of gold. Oh, pots of gold. This could be my, I mean the family's, one shot. 
Well, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Unless you have some magical healing item, I'm not going anywhere. Alice tapped on her heavy cast for emphasis. While it was true she could pobble to a certain extent, she was obviously in no shape for hunting. Lawrence closed his eyes, searching his memory for a solution. What if I got you a dolly for your injured leg? Uncle Lawrence! Why don't you just go, Uncle Lawrence? Huh? What? Pardon? Well, if you go, Uncle Lawrence, then you can get the pot of gold and be happy. And then Mr. Asmodeus can come with you so he won't be bored, and then he can be happy. Then Alice can stay with me and we can play together and then I'll be happy. See? Everybody's happy. Mina, it's not really a good idea for Asmodeus to go out without the hunter. Well, I for one think it is a fantastic idea. I appreciate the thought, Mina, but that isn't something that's really done. Lawrence, I assure you I will be on my best behavior. Please, I'm beginning to go stir-crazy being in the mansion this long. What did you do when hunters were out of commission before? Went stir-crazy, obviously! You know that as a Belford, I have to protect you. But not necessarily obey my orders. Fine. I was hoping it wouldn't have to come to this, but I have no other options. Perhaps you have heard of this remarkable new piece of technology known as a cellular phone. Alice should be able to control me remotely by calling and giving me orders. There. Problem solved. And you're pointing this out voluntarily? What part of, I need to get out of this house, are you people struggling with? You know, this might work. I still don't think this is a good idea, Uncle Lawrence. Alice, I just can't afford to have this opportunity pass us by. Asmodeus, get your things. We leave at dusk. <laughs> well, dear listeners, this turn of events certainly ranks as one of the worst ideas in history. But Lawrence had made up his mind, and it was soon abundantly clear that there was no persuading him otherwise. After a few brief moments gathering supplies, it was time for Lawrence and Asmodeus to hit the road. Not without a few gripes, though. And surprisingly, they did not come from Asmodeus. Goodness, this van is in terrible condition. I should talk to Alice about it when we get back. The van has never been in great shape, actually. Asmodeus! I'll grant you that it was never the prettiest piece of machinery, but when I bought it, it ran like a dream. It is ten years old. So, with proper care and maintenance, it will last another ten years. I'm just not sure Alice is giving it the proper level of care. The car pulls to the right and the tires are out of balance. Fascinating, but I really don't care. Lawrence humphed in reply. The two of them continued traveling on the long country road. It was quite scenic, actually. There were fields as far as the eye could see. Soon, they approached a nearby stop sign and, surprisingly, breezed right through it. Didn't care to stop for that one, did you? Um, no. I don't blame you. With the area so sparse, it seems like a waste of time. You misunderstand me. I can't actually stop the van. Indeed, he could not. It appeared there was no pressure in the brakes, and the van crept up in speed as the road made a slight turn downhill. Ah, well, looks like it is time for a new vehicle after all. Such a shame. Lawrence, if you will kindly open the driver's side door, I'll just toss us to safety. You'll do no such thing! Asmodeus, sit back. I can handle this. Lawrence began pumping the brakes in a staccato fashion, having enough sense not to simply hold down the brake pedal. As he pumped and threw the car into neutral, he leaned on the horn a little to warn any nearby cars of 
which there were none, but better safe than sorry, of his inability to stop. Steering to the edge of the road, after a minute or so, the van finally crept to a halt. Honestly, Asmodeus, you would have the van wrecked, probably totaled for something as simple as a lack of brakes. You're right, my Apollo... <laughs> Lawrence exited the vehicle and checked the brake line to discover that it had been cut, which was quite the surprising find, dear listeners, since he had not stopped the van since leaving the mansion. Asmodeus, there might be something supernatural going on here. Oh, you're just saying that because someone sabotaged your car at 60 miles per hour. Lawrence looked up to find a small man sitting on the hood, peering down at him. He wore a hat, had a long auburn beard, but was dressed in a red coat rather than the traditional green that Lawrence had been expecting. Oi, it's not traditional. It's stereotypically a sack of shite. And who might you be? Seamus O'Reilly, go fuck yourself. Cheeky little bugger, aren't you? Oh, me, I just like to have a good time. Like fucking with humans, that's always a riot. A less skilled driver could have been killed. And what a marvelous time that would have been. How dare you? Oh, how dare I? That's a lot of fucking nerve coming from someone out to steal my gold. But how? You've got Treasure Seeker written all over your face. Also, Arsol and Dickless Wonder. Right there by the butt of your chin. Why, you little... As Lawrence got up from under the car, the strange little man began to... To... Oh, do I really have to go into this? Quit your whinging and do your job. Describe my actions. The leprechaun pulled down his trousers and began to... Uh, rhythmically slap his butt cheeks. I see you with my little brown eye, and it's clearly the more attractive of the two, so I'd rather have an asshole for a face than be an asshole who looked like you. Come and catch me, a pair of twats. I'll take you apart! And with that, the little man took off running, across the road and into a nearby barn. Asmodeus, incensed, unbuckled his seatbelt and chased after him, Lawrence somewhat trailing behind. Just by a fraction, the leprechaun beat Asmodeus into the barn and grinned at him triumphantly. Too slow, you undead creature of the shite. When I get my hands around your scrawny little neck... Oh, and how are you planning on doing that? I know a vampire when I see one, and as far as this barn is concerned, you are not invited. Well, I'm a human. What do you plan to do about that? Oh no, I've got nothing. Help! Help! Somebody save me from this old man! Jeez, what a jerk. The leprechaun dashed to the back of the barn, and Lawrence leapt after him. Asmodeus made a half-hearted attempt to reach out to him, but in the end, didn't bother. Lawrence looked around the barn, wild-eyed, but he could not see anyone else. He did, however, hear a giggling above him. <laughs> You're tenacious, I'll give you that. Come down here and be reasonable. I could do that. Or, more fun, I could drop this 60-pound hay bale on your head. Classic comedy right there. This could be bad. Above Lawrence's head, there was indeed a large hay bale held up by a somewhat elaborate pulley system. The fey man gave Lawrence a tiny wave as he pulled a lever. Lawrence looked on in horror as Feed loomed larger and larger in his field of vision, and then... Ow. At the last possible second... Asmodeus dove in, shoving him and Lawrence out of the way, the ancient oath overcoming his natural vampiric limitations. 
The hay bale crashed behind them. Oh, good job, vampire. Now you're both in the barn. Once again, the leprechaun appeared in the door of the barn, where only moments before he had been above them. Wonder how he did that. Fairy magic, you git. Jesus, guy is obnoxious. I mean, I figured that by following monsters who seek to do innocents harm, that most of the creatures being encountered would not be pleasant individuals. But why does everyone have to be such a jerk? Did you consider it might be the fact that you're a big, fat, stupid head? <sighs> no, I suppose I didn't. Anyway, the fairy bastard was no longer in the loft, but at the door with a large chain in his hand. Lawrence, with the wind knocked out of him, and Asmodeus, still disoriented from his forced violation of the threshold, were unable to stop him from chaining the door closed. Alright, you shiteheads. It's been fun and everything, but all good things must come to an end. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to burn this fucker to the ground. Then maybe I'll piss on your corpses. I don't know. I haven't really planned that far. And so he began to spread fuel around the perimeter of the barn. Given his short, stubby little legs, I'd wager that our heroes have about four minutes before the barn goes up in a blaze of flames. Asmodeus, would you please get off me? And check the door. Right. Sorry. Looks like he barred them pretty good, but I should still be able to break down the doors quickly enough. If not, I imagine through the wall is still an option. Asmodeus, no! If you destroy the barn, then we'll be on the hook for property damage. You cannot be serious. I most certainly can. This is the problem I have with you and Alice. You always go for the destructive solution, usually when there is a simple, cost-effective solution right in front of you. Well, what are you suggesting? Because we have about four minutes before the whole place burns to the ground, apparently. Do you see the window near the top of the barn? We can simply escape using that. And how, pray tell, do you plan on getting there? You may recall a few moments ago when a large hay bale was about to crush me. Yes. Where are you going with this? That bale of hay was on. A rope. Which was connected to... The end of the rope? Seriously, I don't know what you're going on for here. A pulley. It's connected to a pulley. We probably have three minutes now. Use the pulley system to get us to the window! Oh, right. It's so obvious now. I guess I'm the asshole for asking. Despite his sarcasm, Asmodeus did as Lawrence asked. They actually managed to escape the barn, just as the leprechaun was finishing dousing the barn walls. What? Oh, fuck me sideways and call me in the morning. There you are, you little shit. Asmodeus, go ahead and grab the little bastard. No. Asmodeus, get him! I don't wanna. You yelled at me. Now is not the time for childish tantrums. I don't know. Suits me fine. See you boys later, it's just been swell. And with that, the leprechaun ran off, while Asmodeus just stood there. And you call yourself a hunter. No, I call myself a vampire and I do as I like. But not what you're told. You said you were going to be on your best behavior. I did. I was lying. Did you not get that? I don't know what I was expecting from you. Me neither. Seems like you should really know better. And did you forget that I can call Alice and have her give you orders remotely? No, but I was hoping the Alzheimer's would have kicked in and you would forget. 
Meanwhile, Alice was spending some long-coming quality time with Wilhelmina. After a rousing tea party, where Alice sampled many exotic flavors of pretend brews, it was now time for Go Fish. Funny fourth? Yep, take all three of them. Yes, another book! Got any queens? Nope, go fish. Okay, Alice, it's your turn. Got any... Oop, sorry, Nina. This is Uncle Lawrence. I've got to take this. Hello? Yeah, your name was on the caller ID. How's it going? Well, I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah, go ahead and put them on. Asmodeus, as the hunter, I command you to follow all of Lawrence's orders as if they were mine while you're on this mission. Got it? Yeah, well, fuck you too. Goodbye. Sorry, Nina. Where was I? You were about to ask me if I had something. Oh, right. Do you have any... Alice's conversation was cut short by a knock on her bedroom door. After a moment, the door opened, revealing a young man about Alice's age. He was tall, broad-shouldered, and gave her a smile as he entered the room. Hello, I hope I'm not interrupting anything. No, it's fine. Have we met? Yes, but it was a long time ago. I'm Hunter, one of Samantha's kids. Alice dimly remembered him then, although the young blonde boy from her memory bared little resemblance to the seeming Viking warrior in front of her. Hey, I think I saw your name in Uncle Lawrence's desk. Weren't you maybe going to be the hunter if Alice wasn't? <laughs> you got me there. You must be Wilhelmina. Yeah, but most everybody calls me Mina. Wait, your name is Hunter and you wanted to be the hunter? Well, my parents sure did. Little silly, isn't it? Oh, that makes this awkward. <laughs> Not at all. Since you were picked, I decided to go into nursing instead. It's a very rewarding career. Besides, no offense, but with you laying in bed helpless, I'm not exactly envious of you at the moment. It's Asmodeus' fault. Uh, I hear he's quite the character. That's one way of putting it. Anyway, I'm just here because Aunt Karen wanted me to check up on you. How are you feeling? She's fine. We've been playing Go Fish. That's very nice, Wilhelmina, but I have to check her vitals. After all, how else could I see if she's healing properly? It's just a broken leg. Besides, the cast is already on it. What else can you do? <laughs> You're awfully protective of your big sister. Don't worry, Wilhelmina. Mina, it's fine. This'll be very quick. Just give me a minute, and then I promise she's all yours. Okay. Mina hesitantly left the room. Alice looked out after her. Hunter began to do various health checks, such as taking her pulse. Sorry, we don't get to spend a lot of time together. Not since I've become the hunter, anyway. Hey, no worries. It's just really nice that you two get along so well. I don't get on half as well with any of my siblings. Yeah, she's a sweet kid. Honestly, I'm surprised you chose to be the hunter, given how close you are. I mean, I don't know. The hunter's all I ever wanted to be. And that motivation is admirable. I just think, and maybe I'm overstepping my bounds here, but it's important to not let the job define you. When I wasn't picked, I admit I was initially lost, but since I've been in nursing school, I've been learning all these things, and I finally have a path laid out for me to get to the destiny of my choosing. Being the hunter is my destiny. Hunter raised his hands in a defensive gesture. Sorry, no offense meant. It's your life. I'll get out of your hair. Oh, before I forget, here's some medication you might find helpful. What are these? Just some painkillers. I've broken bones before, and I know that the pain will get to you even before the boredom does. You should take one pill every two hours, or if you want, you can take up to two pills in that amount of time. 
Thanks. I don't really like taking medication, but I appreciate the thought. You sure? Well, anyway, you're welcome. Feel better soon, Alice. And with that, Hunter went outside of Alice's bedroom and gently closed the door behind him. Mina gave him a look as he passed her in the hallway. There was a smile across his face, and he was gently humming to himself under his breath. No doubt in a good mood due to his helping out another family member. Actually, I think I can almost make out what he's humming. Mm, hush, little owl, let's go sleep tight. If I have my way, you won't last the night. Huh? What? Well, that came out of nowhere, folks. It would appear that Alice's nursemaid is actually an angel of death in disguise. I did not see this coming. Aw, and he seems so nice. This could put Alice in real danger, folks. If only I could warn her. Well, surely Asmodeus and Lawrence will be back soon after having dealt with the leprechaun. And with any luck, we'll be back at the mansion before any of Hunter's sinister plans can be put into action. In fact, let's go check in on them now. Well, Asmodeus, are we both on the same page? Yes, I have to follow your orders now. There's no need to gloat. I think a little gloating is in order, actually. But alas, there is no time. Not if we want to catch that little leprechaun bastard and steal his gold. Are you still on about that? Considering that was the entire point of this venture, yes. Well, he's bound to have run off by now. It's a shame, Lawrence, but you did your best. It was a valiant effort. Now, let's see about getting the van fixed and heading home. First of all, I am more than capable of fixing the van myself. Second of all, I order you to stay put and help me find the leprechaun. I will need you to gather the supplies. What supplies? The supplies for my plan, of course. I'll need a spray bottle, a small gathering of hay, two sticks of gum, and some chicken wire. Okay, what the devil are you planning? Only the greatest plan in existence. Oh, and Asmodeus, one more thing. Yes? I'm going to need you to break one of your shoes. The fuck? That's not a plan. That's the beginning of a plan. We don't have near enough time to wrap all of this up. Still hunting the leprechaun? And Alice's life in danger? Wait. Wait, this must be... <gasps> oh! oh my god, oh my god, it's our first ever cliffhanger! Oh my god, it's our first ever cliffhanger. You, you, you must stay tuned, folks, in order to reach our exciting conclusion. What? what? Really? Really? We're really going to make everyone wait a couple of weeks to see what happens? Oh, we aren't. Okay. Okay, good, because that would be way too cruel. Wait, we're going on hiatus? Oh, man. <clears throat> Sorry, folks. Looks like there will be a brief hiatus, but then we'll be right back into the thick of the action. Goodbye, listeners, for now. This is some fucking bullshit right here. Yeah, seriously, whoever wrote this, I'm going to kick their ass. Or I would if I had feet. And uh, I'm too upset to make sense right now. So angry. This is bullshit. 
This has been an episode of Friend of the Family. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and download us on iTunes and go ahead and leave us a good review. Otherwise, well, I don't want to say what might happen, but you should probably go ahead and head to strangeandunusual.com. That's strange, the letter N, unusual.com. This is Friend of the Family, created by C. Paris and is a Strange and Unusual production. Please visit our website at strangeandunusual.com. That's S-T-R-A-N-G-E-N-U-N-U-S-U-A-L dot com. Thank you.